Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. I'm Wren. Hi, I'm Ben. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here today. Today is episode five, and we're doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. How's your day been going? Uh, my day's been pretty great. Yeah, it's nice and sunny outside after a week of a lot of overcast days. So, yes. Um, played some ultimate frisbee out in the yard with my kids before coming here. Awesome. It's been a good day. Sounds really fun. Well, guess what I did today? What did you do today, Ryan? Today I went back to school. It was the first day of public school in our little county, and I work at the largest elementary school in the county. And man, it was so good to see those kids coming in this morning to that building and see the school buses and all the staff rallying together to make sure the kids felt welcomed and got where they needed to go. And I just felt like overall it was a really, really great first day of school, especially considering kind of the circumstances that we're we're in right now. Um, it was a really, a really um, positive day, and I'm, I was glad to be a part of that. I'm so glad to hear that. That is something that has been on my mind and my heart for the last several days, just knowing that it was going to be such a big moment for everyone to go back to school today. So, yeah. or at least for half the kids to go back to school today. Right. Um, but yeah, I was praying for the school. I was did a run this morning around town, and I'm just so glad to hear it was a good day. Yeah, and I was, I was um, saying before we started recording this morning on my way into work at 10 minutes to 7, which is a little bit earlier than usual, but it's okay. <laughs> We're just trying to get the kids acclimated. Um, driving through town, I passed Ben um, as he was running along Main Street, and I, I took that as a sign of good a good day to come when you see your pastor running down the street, and uh, the sun was coming up. It was just a beautiful morning, and it was a really good day. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, do you have a quote I, I like when we share quotes on the show. It's a fun time. I do. I do have a quote for today. And uh, last night we talked a lot about light and, and we're talking about um, going back to school and trying to be a light to the kids that are at school. And, you know, we've all been through um, a, a good bit of darkness, I think, to different degrees over the last few months. And uh, the quote that I have is that, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And that's a... Desmond Tutu, and I just, it sort of latched on to me because it made me think about, you know, there's always a light, and in the darkest of darks, even a little spark shows brightly, and so I think, I think for us to remember, remember that when things are kind of um, a little shaky, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, so... My quote this week, I actually shared on the Hope Fellowship Zoom call last night. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really more of like, not, not so much a quote from a book as much as it is some pop science about the brain. Um, but someone shared with me this week that when, you're, when you get excited or scared and your brain goes into fight or flight mode, and we were talking earlier, we feel like we should add freeze to that. That's fight, yeah. fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. Yeah. I feel like I'm a freeze for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this person was telling me about how our brain can get stuck mm -hmm. in that pattern, especially when you are living in a place 
where you just had an earthquake and you've had 28 earthquakes in the last week, last I checked, and you're just mm -hmm. always waiting for that jack-in-the-box to pop back out again, and it kind of has you on edge all the time. Yeah. Um, it can it, it can lead, lead to your life being in this very anxious place. Um, so what I learned is that the part of your brain that does the flight or fight thing cannot process gratitude because it's not necessary for survival. So if you engage in a practice of gratitude and thankfulness, whether you say it out loud or write it down, it forces your brain to switch from flight or flight mode to um, a more calm and present way to give thanks, which was super helpful for me this week. Oh, yeah. It brought me a lot of comfort and it made me feel, um, it just immediately made me feel less anxious and less like, you know, I'm not the only one this is happening to. And it gave me a different option. A much better option is to just chill out and think of some things that you're grateful for and it really does help so much because like you said we just we've had several aftershocks over this past week since we did our podcast last Monday after our pretty significant earthquake we had last Sunday and and yeah you just you're not sure which way to turn and um, it's good to have good to have that option and gratitude is always a great backup it should be really at the forefront but as humans it's not always the thing that we think of first but it's it it um, helps us to revisit that more often and yes that really was helpful for me I hope it's helpful for others as well yeah and if you know a lot about how the brain works and you want to explain that more just reach out to Ben or Ren and we'll get you on the show yeah I'm, interested, <laughs> I'm really interested to know which parts of the brain each of those I'm thinking the fight or flight fight or flight is from the hippocampus, wow. but I really don't know. <laughs> that, that is 100% more brain words than I know. That is so a 100% <laughs> guess on my part as well. But um, yeah, the brain is so fascinating. So, Well, Ren, I thought maybe we could talk about your first day of school a little bit today in okay. our conversation. And I'm just so curious about um, how things are going with um, – school in an age of this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a few years since I was a teacher in the classroom. Um, and that is a difficult job on a normal day. Add in all the variables from this year. And yeah, I'm just curious what day in the life at school is looking like. Well, I'll tell you what my day looked like. I, um, as you might know, I don't know if you know, but I am a speech pathologist assistant, which means I help our speech pathologist at the school so I'm not in one classroom all day and I don't I don't teach a class but especially the first day of school kind of my the thing that I usually do is kind of make sure the preschoolers are getting settled and see if their teachers need any help help get kids off the buses and today I got to work in the cafeteria oh, handing nice. out milks because apparently at right now um, the children are used to getting their lunch and they lean right in and they take their milk out of the cooler and they move about their day. Well, they can't do that. They're not, they're not to put their hands in the milk cooler. So I was the person today that stood at the milk cooler and asked, would you like white milk or chocolate milk? And guess what I mostly got? <laughs> I would like chocolate, please. Yeah. Um, so I put the milk on top of their little lunch container and off they went. But what I noticed was the teachers were super patient, and the kids, their tape 
taped spots all along the floor that, that are six feet apart. And the kids are very aware, very aware of that. And I think what struck me the most was that it's not second nature to them yet, but they didn't seem confused by it or upset by it or anything. They just, I think they felt secure enough in their classrooms and with their teachers and with each other that it was just kind of part of the beginning of the school year routine. And so that was nice to see. And um, lots of smiling faces in the hallway, lots of encouragement. And I just want to say this school system, I think it was, I think it was pretty brave to try this. Going back to school, as we know, a lot of our school systems around us have chosen to go virtual for the first nine weeks at least. And I, I think that it was a good decision. I think that um, we are following the directions. We're doing everything possible to be careful and keep our kids safe, keep our staff safe. And I just, I think that um, it was a really, really good first day. I'm encouraged and I'm looking forward to going back to work, to work tomorrow. I'm so glad to hear that. And man, if you are looking forward to go back to your job the next day, that's, that's a good that's sign, a sign, isn't it? That's a good yeah. sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Were are the students eating in the cafeteria? Or are they eating in their classrooms? No, the students are given um, a sealed, like a to-go box, uh-huh. and they um, carry it back to their classrooms and have their lunches there. So the cafeteria was super quiet today. Very unusual. It's always amazing to me how resilient children are, too. Yeah. I mean, that is almost a completely different structure to the school day with the eating in the room and wearing masks and having the six mm-hmm. feet apart. And um, I'm just glad to hear children have adapted, even on the first day. That's great. Yeah. yeah, even the little preschoolers who are coming to school for the first time ever, where their backpacks are almost as big as they are. And, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 a, it's just a big deal for them. And they are getting out of their cars with their little masks on, and they just moved right along. They did great. You know, it's um, an interesting year when it comes to school, and uh, I've got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, um, a, I have to think of that their grades just changed, um, a 6th six. grader and a 3rd grader, and parents have had a really difficult couple of weeks, I feel, having to make a really tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thankful that Allegheny County Schools had an option where you could send your children in person on the AB schedule, Mm -hmm. or you could do all online at home. Of course, it's always an option to homeschool your children. And parents this year have just had so many variables to have to weigh between jobs, between uh, your own personal health conditions in your family, or maybe Mm -hmm. the health conditions of some of your extended family that you want to be around. Uh, I just really wanted to say today to parents, you know, we see you and we know that this has been um, a tough choice to make, and I hope parents feel confident in whatever choice that you've made. I've been happy to see that, at least on the types of social media I'm on, there haven't been parents giving each other grief about the choices that they've made. Everyone yeah. seems to have been really accepting of each family making their own individual choices. Um, and I also wanted to just give a huge shout out of praise to our county school system. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine a tougher spot to be in, uh, to have to accommodate so many needs and requests and demands on their system and their structure when that's already difficult. And 
Um, I just really encourage everyone in the county to to give them the biggest outpouring of grace that you possibly can, from the teachers to the support staff to the administrators, because they are all doing something they have never done before. That is so true. We're all we're in a brand new world right now, and yep. it's kind of like um, I feel like our school system and the powers that be and the teachers and staff, the principals, everyone at central office, you know, all of a sudden here we were with this big decision we had to make and we erred on the side of we need to get these kids back to school and we're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. And they have. Yep. From what I can see, they have. And, and it's not been perfect and that's okay. Right. And that's the... That's the grace that um, that's the grace. We should a huge, give. huge learning curve that we're mm-hmm. all under at the moment, for sure. We talked at Hope Fellowship last night about light and how God is light, and then how Jesus calls us to be the light of the world. And one of the things I really took away from last night was the whole idea that um, really our job is not to go around trying to put out darkness, but our job is to is to be a bright light in the world. Yeah. And Right now, I can't think of a better way to be a bright and shining light of God's love than to offer people the same grace we hope to receive ourselves. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just we've got to we've got to be there for each other. And I have um, I will plug this book. Um, one of my favorite authors, Shannon Martin, her book, The Ministry of Ordinary Places, Waking Up to God's Goodness Around You. I go to this book for everything, and a lot of times, sort of like when I go to the Bible sometimes and I just open it up somewhere and Mm -hmm. see what it says, I did that last night with this book, thinking about what the first day of school was going to be like and what we had talked about in Hope Fellowship about light and being a light, and man, I opened up to a page where this paragraph just pretty much jumped out at me, and I'll I'll read it real quick. Um, Once we walked along the supermoon, pinned seemingly within our reach, large enough to swallow us whole. The moon, I learned, is not itself a source of light, but a reflection of the sun. My youngest son thinks it's a miracle, and I'm inclined to agree. The universe couldn't possibly deliver a more perfect metaphor for a life in close communion with Christ, where we exist not to light our own way, but rather to reflect God's glory. Ah, I just love that. What a great quote, Ryan. Thanks for sharing that. So as we wrap up here, Ren always has a happy song, and that's uh, something we all need. (laughs) So Ren, what's your happy song for the week? All right, so this happy song, um, I was talking to my mom on Saturday, and I don't know why we were talking about Sesame Street, but it made me think of the song, Somebody Come and Play. (laughs) And you might not remember it right away, but if you Google it or YouTube it, you'll know every single word, I bet. And I think Mr. Gatton, Ben, <laughs> has a, a little anecdote related to that song. Do I do. I share that? Yeah, I wasn't planning on it, but sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had that song on a record when I was a kid. And I remember being four or five years old and just standing in the driveway singing that song, <laughs> wishing that someone would come play with me. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love that. And then I had a little brother soon after that. And problems oh, well, well, was that a be careful what you wish for situation? Yeah. No, yes. no, I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, the happy song I'll share this week is uh, 
kind of my go-to song when I just need to relax or chill is mm-hmm. by Iron and Wine, and it's called Passing Afternoon. Mm. It's on the album it's on. It's called Endless Number Days and our Endless Number Days. Um, what a what a great song that is. That song's my vibe. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that. I'm mean, I'm familiar with Iron and Wine, but I'm not. I don't think I've heard that song, so I have to listen to it. Cool. Well, this has been a, a great little conversation. I'm really happy that we got to talk a lot about the first day of school and kind of how things went, and um, I think it's going to be a great year. I think so, too. Yeah. Friends, go out there and be a light. Be a, Reflect the light of Jesus and God's love in all that you do. Be full of God's grace and peace and share it abundantly everywhere you go. Have a great week. Wow. Thanks, everyone.